Chapel Heart debut a brand new song exclusively live from Nashville on the Music Universe podcast. Well, buddy, we have been here all morning at uh, Nashville Coffees, owned by the lovely Nicole. Very creative drinks, very delicious stuff. We've been drinking. I wonder, I haven't had to go to the bathroom yet. <laughs> uh, we've been drinking all morning, regular stuff, not drinking, drinking, but coffee. And, Months later. Uh, and Yeah, and ice drinks, and it's such delicious stuff. So before we get started today, I actually took a minute, and I went over and talked to Nicole. She's one of the owners her, with her and her husband. They own this place. It's mm-hmm. on Music Valley Drive, right next to the Opry Grill, and it's still in that Opry area just on the other side of the highway. And we talked to her about owning a coffee shop in Music City. So here's just a minute with Nicole from Nashville Coffees. Nicole, at the owner of Nashville Coffees, this place is beautiful. You have very creative recipes. What? When did this come here? When did you start the shop? Uh, we opened up almost like three years ago. Um, from In January, it'll be three years. Um, my husband and I came from Washington State, and so we were with coffee for a number of years and then decided to open our own coffee shop. And so, Why Nashville? Uh, he wanted to do uh, music engineering, mm-hmm. uh, and so it was either here or L.A., and we chose Nashville instead of L.A. Uh, and so... A little more friendlier, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> what happened. So we like chose here, and then he worked in a couple studios for a few years, and then we ended up opening the coffee shop instead. Love that. You have such creative recipes. Iced pumpkin pie, iced apple butter, mm-hmm. apple butter latte. Who, who makes the recipes? Is it you? How do you come up with all these seasonal delicious drinks? Uh, it is both my husband and I. Um, we see what syrups are being featured, and so then we pair them with our espresso. Our espresso is local-owned um, from a guy here in Nashville, and so it's all fresh ingredients and stuff like that. So, um, But we just figure out what would be a good flavor for that would pair with all our espresso. Now, what is, this will be my last question, the vibe, songwriters, publicists, people, of all stripes podcasters come in set up shop what is the vibe here on any given day do you have people that come in and plant themselves and just is this is this a place where creative people come and meet and let it flow yeah so outside of covid we normally would have like customers that would come in international or just visiting and ask if they could play we have a guitar up on our stage that we allow customers to just do their dreams while they're here you know sometimes bucket lists get checked off you know and so they can play and just we love coffee and we love music and so that's been we tried to incorporate them together love it nicole thank you very much see and that's what i love about this place the culture this town there's culture everywhere music permeates is in the pores of everything Mm -hmm. i feel like you drive down the highway and it should be playing a song you know it's just i love it here Oh, yeah. Na- Nashville uh, was home for me for two years, and hopefully in the future can be home again. It's, uh, you know, when you have your sights set on something else that uh, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't pan the way you hoped it would, you look back and reflect on what you miss about, you know, being here. And uh, it's great. It, it felt great and strange. 
to be back after 12 years. So uh, I can I'm, see you getting a little emotional. I'm excited that we're here and uh, hopefully uh, home again. You know, hopefully home again. Well, we have people. We have a band that wants to call Nashville home. They spend their time in New Orleans and here. They split it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They are amazing. Oh, absolutely. They were so much fun. You know what? And we'll, we'll confess, because the publicist is here and already knows this. We went into this interview nearly blind. I knew that they had a music video out with Billy Gibbons, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I've said this before on the show, I love doing interviews blind. I love that. I love learning with, with them who yeah. they are. Because you can, it becomes a reciprocity, a reciprocation yeah. of like, oh my God, I didn't know. And it goes deeper. Yeah, because if you know these things ahead of time, it kind of sometimes cancels the next step to that, which is like, oh, well, let's go a little deeper into it. Yeah. Because you're already expecting the answer that they're giving you. Uh, and, you know, I kind of put them on the spot. They were really cool about it. We're going to end the entire episode with a debut performance. It's a snippet of a new song, but... Uh, they were gracious enough to grab a guitar and uh, perform it with us, and uh, you'll see the tease on social media. But uh, it's Chapel Heart on the Music Universe podcast. Chapel Heart, welcome to the Music Universe podcast. What a beautiful name. Tell me about your group name. I, I've been wondering about that since we booked this. The name Chapel Heart, so we grew up in Poplarville, Mississippi, in a small community called Hearts Chapel. And that's basically where all of our family lives. You know, that's where our home church is. And that's pretty much where we grew up. So when we were picking a name, we wanted something that, you know, represented all of us really well. And so our manager suggested Chapel Hard. And at first we kind of just laughed about it. But after we really sat and thought about it, we were like, you know what? This is actually the perfect name because growing up in Hard's Chapel pretty much cultivated us into the women that we are. So we just, we felt like... Chapel Heart was a like the perfect fit for us. So this new single you have out, new song, you worked with the legendary yes. Billy Gibbons. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Tell me about that. How'd that come to be? So we actually share a booking agent. Our booking agent, Jeff Hill, was ZZ Top's booking agent. And whenever we first, um, whenever he first took us on, he had sent Billy some of our music previously because he just knows that Billy loves good music. And he sent him the music and he was like, oh, wow, this is great. This is awesome. And then he sent him a picture of us afterwards. He's like, wait a minute, what is going on? Are you serious? <laughs> like, what? And, um, and he was like, these, these ladies are amazing and like, whatever I can do to help, I want to be a part of it. And then we started working on Jesus and Alcohol, and of course, Uncle Billy, as we now call him, he fell in love with the song, and we were wanted to like kind of make the video as awesome as we could, and we wanted to get some like really, really good cameos, and we were like, well, you know, he said, whatever we needed, and he said, just give me a time and place, and I am there. We, um, we're those people that like you can't tell us like, oh, if you need something, let us know, because we will let you know, and so... <laughs> um, if I'm not mistaken, I think the ZZ Top was getting ready to start their residency in um, Vegas. And um, when COVID came, everything got shut down. And so he was like, yeah, guess I'm going to Nashville to help these ladies. So he came over and um, originally he was supposed to just work, uh, have like one scene in the video and um, like a scene and a half. And he got there and he, he did a scene and they were kind of like packing his stuff up to go. And he was like, 
well, just hold up one minute. I think I might have a couple more ideas. And we were like, yes, stay. So he ended up staying the entire time. And, you know, he was just so good. And he um, he signed, you know, he signed stuff, took pictures. He was just amazing. He's a probably one of the most down-to-earth people that you, as cool as he seems, is as cool as he is. We, we've tried getting him on the show. I guess we should go through you guys. Now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Uncle, you, we need a face. <laughs> well, by the way, I have to, just hearing the names of your songs, Jesus and Alcohol, You Can Have Him, Jolene. Yes. My gosh. What a, I could tell they're great songs just by the name. Right. What inspires you, and you won Mississippi Songwriters Contest. What inspires your writing? Oh, I mean... First, uh, I mean, like, first of all, we're still just kind of shocked that, you know, that we are the Mississippi Songwriters of the Year. We're like, are you guys sure? Like, we can we can give this trophy back. You just got to be sure. So, um, I mean, just what an honor to be to be that. And um, and I mean, I think that there's so there's so much that inspires a songwriting and it kind of helps that there's three of us and so there's so many things to pull from like you know everybody has their own issues everybody you know we we celebrate together you know we go through ups and downs together so all of that i think you can hear in the songwriting and um and even just kind of everyday life we we uh, we wrote you can have him jolene but um we started at dolly's song jolene and then um kim came i think in around about 2016 or 17 and she had a song called diane which was jolene saying well, look, I didn't even know he was married. He didn't tell me. Like, we need to sit down and talk about it. And I was like, we got to get in on this Netflix series. This is amazing. <laughs> and so, you know, and I, I kind of thought I was like, if Diane's going to go, like, she, that means she's going to have to use her lunch break. You know, she's a hardworking woman. She's got to go on lunch, sit down and talk to this girl, go back to work with all this on her mind. And so she just decided, you know what, you can have him, Jolene. He was too much trouble for me to keep him. You can keep him home, good. So, I mean, it's just a fun song, and we can't, like, we can't wait to release it. I'm terrible at keeping secrets, so nobody ever tells me anything, and they don't <laughs> give me the music because I it's will for be the like, best. listen at this. How important is country music? the history of country music and this town to what you do? I feel like it, it definitely plays a large part in just us on this journey in general. Because like, you know, we grew up in South Mississippi where country is just life. Like there's like, there's no type or genre of music that we can identify with more. But we were, we started out musically in New Orleans, which like 99.97% of the people were like, what are you doing? Don't sing country in New Orleans because it's not really done. And so eventually like we like took the leap and started coming back and forth to Nashville and like being being able to be in a community that's like surrounded by the things that we love, the, the music that we love and kind of, that kind of has the same like values that we grew up with and live with, it kind of just makes the music that more and that much more impactful and more genuine. It's funny, I think most people think we live here just because we spend <laughs> right. so much time here. I was about to ask what, what was the move to Nashville like, but... <laughs> in, in progress still. <laughs> it's crazy. We've been about half the time here, half the time New Orleans this year. So it's been it's been crazy. But it's also kind of been a blessing, too, because um, since COVID, New Orleans is still shut down with music and um, there's like kind of sl the slowest slowly that you can slow down to get to. 
they're trying to get back to live music, but uh, the mayor's pretty strict on, you know, try keeping the city locked down with COVID and no gathering. So um, there's still musicians who have been out of work for, it's, it's coming up yeah. on a year, you know what I mean? Like in, in, in March will be a year. Crazy. And that's crazy I, to think about. I flew in from Bakersfield, California, so. Really? Yeah, we've got a dictator right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like California about to do like another stay at home order. Oh, they've got, I just, while we were here, I found out that you, unless it's essential, you can't be out from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Oh, so this is like. December 21st. Oh wow. So there's so like a curfew all over? The whole state. Wow. We're the first to shut down. Thanksgiving people are going to rebel, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to hear that California's not the only one, right? kind of like, wow, this thing's bigger than everybody. Right. Like, I never, I don't, any, nobody ever thought music would ever be shut down. And it's, it's crazy because like now, it's been so hard on the music industry, but like I'm like a silver lining type of person because I feel like after this long stint without live music, you realize that people are starting to appreciate music and musicians so much more. Mm -hmm. Because like, even take like a place like New Orleans where usually any time of day, any day of the week, you can go, you can hear music, and now people are just starved for good music. And it's like, okay, you're having a show, I gotta sit 10 feet away from somebody in a field, let's do it, because like, People need it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, even like the Opry who've started back up and Ryman and all them with you know, social distancing like tables. Yeah. yeah, so it's, right. it's just weird to see that. Right, we um, we, we sang at a concert in, um, in the Gulf Coast, Mississippi, and it was the same thing. It was the, all the tables and table numbers, and you know, it was just, it's just different. And so like, I think that maybe it's safe to say that like we're all just like waiting for that day when you can like see somebody at a concert, run, hug them, pick them up. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just like you know, it's it's crazy to think like that's a thing of the past, and you know. And, and I'm hearing, and maybe get your guys' thoughts on it that Ticketmaster or the they're gonna start um, doing like this uh, clear program where you have to basically provide proof that you test negative for it. Oh, before, before you, can. you oh, even yeah. are able to attend. I mean, oh, is that something, I did see that. you know, you guys likely do meet and greets. Is that something you would be much more comfortable with knowing rather than just meeting with somebody? Uh, well, generally, like whenever we do like have meet and greets, it's of course, it's not as up close and personal as it was before. And when we have them there, you know, I have to give it up for our fans because, you know, it, it only takes like saying something or like mentioning it, but they make sure they come with masks and you know stay distance, stay distanced. And a lot of venues like require it, yeah. anyways. But I don't, I don't know because I think it's, I think it's, it sounds comforting, but also like red tape because even if you like the time it takes to get the results back to go to a concert, you might have gotten exposed so right you know <laughs> I, but but i think like i think it does help though you know what i mean like in a sense it does seem extra but also on the other hand it does help because um you know there's so many people coming to see you and you, we as artists we a thousand percent appreciate that but it only takes one person to you know what i'm saying right. like if then you get sick now you can't go and talk to another thousand people you know what i mean right. so it's definitely, um, I, I could see it working, you know, it definitely seems like it's a lot, but kind of the, the business artist side of me says that it's a great idea, but 
oh, it's just crazy to think like these it are the really times. Is, Cause I was, I, I never thought of it the way you said it though, Tree. Like the amount, like when you're waiting, like you easily could get COVID. Like even, cause. Now, I think now mm-hmm. though, they've kind of gotten testing. Testing's kind of gotten a little more okay. rapid, you know, yeah. so. Where you like now, you can get down to like a three, three or twenty-four hour, three-day or twenty-four hour turnaround. But what's the window? Even if you have to wait two or three days, like you have to schedule it to like the day of or the day before the concert. You know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, I guess just legit, ju- logistically, right. it, like it sounds like a great idea for peace of mind. But logistically speaking, it sounds like a nightmare. But also, like, I think they're probably thinking along the lines that people are staying safe or doing their best to stay safe anyway. So. If I go get tested, um, if I'm going home, and especially if I'm working from home, then you're just home. So if you're not really anywhere, you know what I mean? You'll have to go get groceries and stuff. But depending on what that time is, I think, you know, just thinking people are already being safe. So that, And then, you know, a lot of restaurants and places do, like, the temperature check and all that stuff. I don't know why, but I like that. I do, too. Like, they put it walk in, like... It's like, me. baby, I'm clear. You know what I mean? You feel like a superhero. It's a gun. It's yes. Like, <laughs> it's like in my mind, it's like a little phaser. Russian roulette thermometer style. Well, I mean, you guys are. Oh, no, not you. There you go. Get to leave. Goodbye. And, and you guys being big Dolly Parton fans, yes. I guess you heard that she donated towards, you know, the yes, Moderna. The COVID, the, the, the vaccine. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Did she get like a million dollars yeah. or something mm-hmm. towards it? And so well, I mean, I Dolly like, Parton might be rescuing all of us. Right? Oh. Save, Save us, Dolly. Dolly, our and savior. And NC Music Saves. I want to ask you this, and if this is a little too heavy, please tell me, because we don't do gotcha. It's too but, heavy. No. But <laughs> does country music have to reckon with race relations? Um, let's see. You I, nodded right away. Right. So no, here, go ahead. Um... Yes, I think I think it's definitely it's almost like the elephant in the room and mm-hmm. like a lot of people just walk in and just, you know, scoot past it and mm-hmm. like but I think that especially with the way that we perform in our music and the way that we interact with our fans, like sometimes it's it is a barrier. Of course, it's the first thing you see before you hear anything. You usually see our faces. But it usually only takes one song for all of those barriers to fall down. And like a lot of people, I think we get either one or the other. It's like, I don't really like country music, but they'll hear us. It's like, oh, my God, I love country music or someone who's not used to, you know, people of different cultures and backgrounds. It's like, oh, I didn't know that we pretty much come from the same place. I didn't know that we live the same life. And so I just think it's like really unifying. But there's still, you know. See, it's hard for us as journalists because right now this is the moment we're in where everybody's having a reckoning in their own sector with race relations. But I think music is music and it just unites and it and it's hard. Do you ask the question or not? Do you ask the question to have that conversation or not? Does the conversation have to happen or do we need to move past it? So I like how you put it. It's, it's up to the individual to find that out for yeah, themselves. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's like a especially for for me I feel like it's like a two like a two-edged sword like on one side of it I'll just be glad for the day where it doesn't matter if we're black white green or yellow like if it's good country music it's good country music doesn't matter you know but also on the other side of that um I remember being you know a little girl I was a chunky little black girl and like I remember kind of watching CMT and I loved it but there was nobody who looked like me Mm -hmm. so also in a way that you got to be able to embrace and celebrate um, being black women in country music, but also, I just you know what I mean. Like, I, I, just, I guess maybe just to me, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean. Like, I just 
I'm a country artist and I love country music and you know what I mean? I just love music in general and I just think it shouldn't matter. But you know, in the, um, I guess we just hope that we're doing a good enough job, I guess, to be quote unquote role models to, you know what I mean? <laughs> to kind of, to keep trudging through. And I mean, it's sad that this country has jumped back a hundred years. Right, you know, we even have to have these discussions. Right, and um, but you know, I but I'm 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 also grateful that the discussions are um are being had because sometimes people just don't know. You know what I mean? Like you know, or they don't know. Uh, a lot of times, like we um uh, we go to certain places and uh we'll go to like little honky tonks and like people will say things and really mean, you know, not mean anything harsh by them but that's just all they know so it's an opportunity to be like oh you know what i'm saying like that's in that's a that's inappropriate you know what i mean or or you can kind of you know what i'm saying that you can you can have the conversation but without it being so like you know you're racist you know being the first thing to come out and it's like no let's talk about it like you know what i mean like let's help each other anytime somebody mentions something a lot of people jump to that you're racist. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, people are entitled to have their opinion about, you know and what I mean? It Whatever. But it doesn't mean, you know, all of it doesn't mean that you're racist. And, right. you know, and I don't know, maybe some of it does. But even if you are, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's who you are and what you choose. So, yeah. and that's okay, you know? Yeah. Muscle Shoals. Recording yeah. in Muscle Shoals. Yes. Tell us about that. So, what month was that? I have no clue. <laughs> Let's just say September sounds like a solid month. March the around October. March the two hundred. <laughs> right. Who's still getting advice? I don't know. So yeah. we ended up winning uh twenty twenty, like we said earlier, twenty twenty songwriter of the year. And one of the Mississippi songwriter. What did I say? So just songwriter? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was so like, I'll take it. Worldwide <laughs> songwriter of the year <laughs> the title. Right. Yeah. So the one of the advantages or Winning the prizes, prizes. Yes. yeah. One of the prizes was that you can go record in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. And prior to that, I had no clue about how much or how many amazing artists have come through Muscle Shoals to record. Like mm-hmm. anybody, Aretha Franklin, um, the Staple Singers, like Hank Williams, Hank Jr., like. From, like it was just there's Leonard so Skinner. much. Leonard yes. Skinner. Even Demi Lovato was there last year. Like yeah, everybody Cher, has recorded like, their share. And it's just it, I think that you know like you don't realize how much music culture is there and right. it's it's such it's such a small town but the culture is still there even in the locals. And um I mean like it's just uh, it's just one of those places that you go and it is amazing that that that's still there you know what i mean that that culture's still there the people are still there they and that they still crave good music like we went and we were like i felt like they had turned like made us superstars overnight like we were just like you know like people are they're they're still on our facebook pages they still check in with us they i've got a lady who tells us she tells me good morning and you know i hope you're having a great day we miss you down in muscle shoals we love you and so it's just it's like a little it's like a it's like a family almost. Like, it's like, like it's everybody like, knows everybody. It's almost like our hometown. Everybody knows everybody <laughs> in some kind of way. You're all related, and you Where know. Where did we go for lunch? We went to somewhere for lunch, and literally the entire town came, and oh. we sang a couple songs. And oh, it was, was it just at like Stefano's? No, we or did go to Stefano's. Chew, is it? Ch- it's a chicken place. Yeah, but skip no. K- Champies. 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 Yes. Now. 
Champy's chicken and muscle shoals. But like you said, it was almost like a family reunion at the like, chicken place. Like, like everybody, they were out, waiting we were for going us. We there for lunch, and <laughs> literally we pulled up, and it was like packed. I'm like, well, are they all here for Champy's, or are they here for us? <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Well, that is it for the interview, but we're going to close this out with a world premiere, I guess, of, oh, yes. of your song, You Can Keep Him, Jolene. One, two, one, two, three, four. Well, since the last song, I've had time to think it over. A lot of tears, a lot of beer, a lot of wine. So much time believing that that midnight phone stopped ringing, but you'd leave the room and answer every time. Well, it didn't seem so easy with that broken glass in pieces and you holding me and saying you were wrong. Well, I'm tired of second chances and these sad ass circumstances. He's your problem, good luck keeping him home. Oh, Jolene. so much to reverse turn to seas. Oh, Jolene, 